The following is paid programming and is operated and produced independently. The current views and opinions expressed belong solely to the operators and do not represent the views or opinions of Family Flavors, the Slide WBN Inc., its affiliates, its sister companies, or respective companies which these individuals are affiliated or have been previously affiliated. The program's participants' opinions and content are based upon information they consider reliable, but neither Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. nor its affiliates warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be considered as such. All rights to the media broadcasted on this platform belong solely to the copyright owners of said media. Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. and its affiliates do not make claims to own the media broadcasted on our network. It's Rachel's Roundtable. I'm here at Family Flavors The Slide, and I'm Rachel Stovall, your woman about town. Always busy, always advocating for the health and wellness of all of our communities. So glad to come today. It's just me, but I have several things ripped from the headlines that we need to talk about. We need to talk about some of these things that are happening. So let's get our R-E-S-P-E-C-T going here at Family Flavors of Slide. If you want to join in, call us at 719-373-7449. All right, let's grab you one of these stories hot off the press. An ordinance... Now, let me break this down for you. An ordinance, in this case, a specific and local law based here in Colorado Springs, um, was in the headlines as part of the Human Relations Commission. This is in last week's city council meeting. I'm going to give you the entire inside track because I was there. So... The Human Relations Commission is actually a non-discrimination arm of the City of Colorado Springs. It was established in 2010 as a way to be able to help citizens uh, gel better. Let's be honest. We love this idea of the melting pot, but sometimes the melting pot has issues. Colorado Springs is an extraordinary city, and people come here from everywhere. Let me give you an example of why sometimes the melting pot gives us a few small issues. My husband, Keith Stovall, was from an area in Cleveland, Ohio, where literally he almost never saw anyone who wasn't black. So imagine his culture shock in coming to a city that is, you know, 70%, I think, um, or so white, depending on where you're at in the city. When you come into a situation like that, there can be some problems, some issues. People get nervous. Sometimes people have a hard time getting along. Let me give you another example. I was talking with Trinity, our producer, and she said she came upon somebody, and they had 
coming from another city. This is a person who's, you know, uh, what we call white. And they had never had any relationship or dealings with anyone who was, you know, of a different race from them. So in cities all over the country, they have human relation committees to help us to be able to get along. Committees, commission, kind of whatever you want to call it. But they are attached to the arm of their city council, or in some cases, they're attached to the strong mayor system in their city so that they can make recommendations that help their citizens to get along a little bit better. So this is what we had, and this was the subject of the city council meeting last week. So this is what happens. The council had been just having a hard time figuring out how to interact with the commission. Um, There was, I don't know, just some things that weren't that productive over, we would say, maybe the last four or five years. And everybody was kind of like, what's this for? What should we do with it? How should it work? So this is what happened. We come into this meeting And the city council had made the headlines a few weeks ago because they originally drafted an ordinance, again, local law, intended to repeal the legislation that established the Human Relations Commission. So imagine this. You have a law that says, hey, we're going to have this commission that's going to do this work. And our city council had new legislation that was like, hey, we're going to get rid of that law. As you can imagine, there was a little bit of pushback. The community was like, what are we doing? This is the second most integrated city in the United States, according to Berkeley's School of Other and Belonging. Isn't that an extraordinary place to be? Well, integrated or not, we have issues. So it's kind of important to do something about those issues. So they were originally just going to simply dissolve the commission and just go on with not having anything. The Indy wrote a story about this. Pam Zubek, I believe, the reporter that wrote that story, just bringing up kind of what was happening with it. When you have a city that's having some of the issues that we have around sense of belonging, this wasn't a good time to give up on the commission that would you know, bring the people's opinions from from the community to council and recommendations. So anyway, when they kind of um, started um, this, the commission was meant to be a liaison between city leaders and community members, conferring with public officials and encouraging inclusive policies. Inclusion's important. It's going to take a while for many of us to figure out how to have the core cultural competencies that are necessary for a city that is the second most integrated city in the U.S. Some of us just don't have the experience and sometimes fear comes into the picture. So in the last, I would say, year or so, the Human Relations Commission has done a series of round table events in the community and these events have really been attention getting they've been interesting 
and they are reaching not only the people, but city council as well. In this meeting of city council, everyone agreed the roundtables were going well. So let me tell you about kind of, you know, a roundtable since we're on Rachel's roundtable. Yes, these were my idea. Shh, don't tell. All right. What we did was we would bring together groups of people around a topic. Some of the topics from last year included local concerns with policing, local concerns with affordable housing, and local concerns with homelessness and the various approaches to the city. So we would bring all these people together and Food for Thought, an organization that specifically moderates discussions between people on opposite ends of the spectrum over a subject, they sent their moderators who sat with every group, one each, as far as the moderators were concerned, and really just helped citizens to make sure to keep their discussion, their discourse, and their dialogue civil. The most recent um, work that we've seen on the HRC was from LGBTQ youth that wanted to talk with their officials on the D11 school board. And what they did is they brought the students, they brought the school board members, and they had a moderator from Food for Thought to make sure that the discussion didn't get too volatile and that people were able to talk. The children, of course, gave you know everything they did from their point of view in an atmosphere that had fostered a sense of safety and a sense of being heard. So as city council was talking about dissolving this important work, I was very shocked to be in the meeting and not see any of our usual local BIPOC or LGBTQ activists in the meeting, since this is the main conduit that is available in Colorado Springs for people in these communities to be able to talk to city council. That's why I'm so adamant that we have to absolutely fix this. So, of course, a discussion ensued. <laughs> um, Chairwoman Delia Armstrong Busby said, in a growing city, the commission needs to operate under the umbrella of a larger entity like the mayor's office. Actually, this is a great idea. The mayor's office may be more um, able to provide support to a non-discrimination arm since Danielle Somerville, is one of our, our city's designated people to work on these issues, usually in the context of HR within the city, but also in a wider context. So I was actually kind of excited about hearing that. I was at the meeting and, you know, I argued against dissolution for this important reason. We need a human relations commission in whatever form that we can create. Our citizens need to be heard they need to receive outreach, and they need to have a better relationship with our city government. So what happened was Councilman Wayne Williams brought in what's called an amendment to this particular dilution, uh, dissolution, you know, where they just were going to get rid of the commission. And so he went to the city attorney 
and they drafted an amendment to this ordinance. And the amendment read in part, City Council, in conjunction with the City Administrator, intends to study and reevaluate the need for a board or commission to advise on issues related to community development and human relations over the next six months. He said, I don't think the commission is working the way it was intended right now. It doesn't mean that there aren't important issues, and it doesn't mean that we don't care about these issues, but we need to find a better way. So Councilwoman Avila, who has served as a liaison for the Human Relations Commission, said that she hoped it wasn't being dissolved because of public pressure concerning a proposal that would install gender-neutral restrooms in public venues. Personally, I don't think that it had anything to do with that particular issue at all. There were internal problems on the commission that they appeared to be unable to solve. As the person who was just the partnership coordination, I often just watch the dynamics between the members of not only council, but the Human Relations Commission from a distance while doing things like setting up the partnership with Pikes Peak Library District by which the roundtables are broadcast, helping to set up the programming for the Human Relations Commission's roundtables themselves, occasionally helping with kind of the actual implementation of the events, and also making sure to have the partnership put in place with Food for Thought. Because um, some of you have experienced the moderation of Food for Thought at the Martin Luther King breakfasts that are so popular here in the community, and they do a fantastic job. Anyway, there was a set of dynamics that were going on where there just seemed to be a struggle about what the direction of the commission was going to be and how the things were going to be implemented. Between you and me, I'm not really sure why there would be a struggle about these things. It seems fairly common sense to kind of move forward into thoughts and um, policy, local policy that would simply be supporting inclusion on all levels. And, you know, we need to think of inclusion differently. <laughs> inclusion can be people who are disabled because sometimes they don't feel inclu included. Um, s sometimes uh, people who are um, older, you know, uh, don't feel included. Sometimes people who are younger don't feel included. You know, sometimes we have racial issues you know, and, and people don't feel included. Even sometimes, I know this sounds strange, sometimes white people don't feel included. Sometimes people who aren't on council don't feel included. Sometimes, you know, this, this is really, this inclusion thing is really just making sure to always address voices and groups within the community that feel marginalized. So that's not really something to argue about. But for so many years, there was just like some letter writing, so council would get a letter, you know, not really necessarily a recommendation, and that's not the function of a human relations commission. So I think that that was how maybe it got to the point that no one could exactly see the entire use for it. And um, I think that city council is addressing the fact that our way of uh, 
addressing city government has changed. In 2010, we had kind of a strong council. In 2022, we have what's called a strong mayor system. And so let's be honest, there's more power with Southers or whoever's going to be mayor next. I'm telling you, that's going to be an exciting race. So far, it looks like Yemi Mobalde, Longinos Gonzalez, Daryl Glenn, and Wayne Williams are running. Oh my God, decisions, decisions. They're all such interesting and good candidates in different ways. How will we choose? Anyway, I digress. Because the commission wasn't working in the most functional way and wasn't doing the education, you know, and the other things that were happening, I was brought in, like I said, 18 months ago or so to kind of help with the roundtables. Everyone agrees that the roundtables are productive. And I think literally you could take any subject. You could have any group that has a complaint. Hey, you know, we're over here and, you know, we don't feel included you know, can people can go to the HRC, arrange a roundtable, get their thoughts together, have it broadcast, have it recorded, have it presented to city council. And this is such a better format than the usual way of approaching city council. I don't know if any of you have ever done it, but honey, three minutes in a city council meeting is the most nerve-wracking occurrence of life. First, you're going, I don't know if this, what I have to say is going to be contained in three minutes. And they ain't playing. You know, they're like the Apollo Theater, and the Sandman comes out, and they get the hook, and they snatch you off after three minutes. Second thing, I don't know about you, but people who aren't public speakers, I'm sure they don't enjoy the process. And so they're nervous and they're looking at the cameras and, you know, it's nerve wracking. The roundtables are entire discussions and panels where the experts come in. People can ask questions, vet things, come to a conclusion. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen with the roundtable that was moving on affordable housing as they feel the city needs to engage in some better policy and local ordinances that support getting people in housing. Go figure. You had everything. You had Republicans. You had Democrats. You had unaffiliated. You had liberals. You had conservatives. You had libertarians. And everyone reached the conclusion we should do something about affordable housing. Yes, that is what common unity looks like. So on that thought, um, and just think that we can kind of hit our break. We're going to hit some music. We're going to come back. And um, I'm going to tell you kind of what happens short, short and sweet about the proposed dissolution and, you know, the fact that we may be moving forward in a different direction now. All right. Just remember, Human Relations Commission, where are the activists? That's the... That's the headline of this next section. And I will see you right here, or I will hear you, or you will hear me, Rachel Stovall, at Rachel's Roundtable right here at Family Flavors, the Slide World Broadcasting Network. We're going to pay some bills. We're going to listen to some music, and we'll be right back. When times get tough and it seems like the odds are constantly stacked against you, wouldn't it be a blessing to know that you had an ace in the hole? 
Ladies and gentlemen, consider yourselves anointed because you can always bet on Ace Pawn and Loans to have your back when difficult times attack. Are you down in your luck? Well, come on down and get the best bang for your buck. Ace Pawn and Loans is a family-owned and operated chain that has been servicing the people of Colorado Springs for over 40 years. Having been nominated and voted the best in Colorado Springs for four years running, Ace Pawn and Loan gives the ultimate attention to service and detail. Their staff at all three locations are impeccable and highly professional. Ace Pawn and Loan specializes in pawn loans, title loans, buying, selling, trading, check cashing, and money transfers. They even offer worldwide shipping. Ace Pawn and Loans is truly the best in the business. So make sure you contact the sincere patriots of pawnbroking and loans today. Trade today, get paid today. Catch the deals at three locations locally. 2339 Platte Place, 3060 South Academy Boulevard, 3638 North Academy Boulevard. Or find them on Facebook at Ace Pawn and Loans and tell them the slide sent you. Another Life Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping those battling with mental illness and suicidal behaviors. Do you need to talk to someone? Our organization has recently received a grant to offer five free therapy sessions to eligible community members. If you live in the Fountain, Security, Widefield, Stratmore, Manitou Springs, and Monument areas, you may qualify for free therapy sessions. Even if you don't live in these areas, our network of counselors and therapists accept cash and most insurances. Don't suffer in silence. Schedule your appointment today. You can reach us at anotherlifefoundation.com or call us at 719-216-7238. Mental health is wealth.
You've tuned in to Rachel's Roundtable here at Family Flavors World Broadcasting Network. We're going to slide back into the show with me, your host, Rachel Stovall, your favorite community advocate, always advocating for health and wellness in the community. So on our last segment, we were talking about the um, Human Relations Commission of Colorado Springs, how it was proposed that there, it be dissolved how an amendment hit the floor, and how basically what we decided is that the city, city attorney, um, and the mayor's office are going to collaborate to see if they can't bring back this important commission in another form, maybe a board, maybe a committee, um, you know, but definitely a set of initiatives and giving away for the community to be able to communicate directly with their city government and telling what they want. Listen, Freds, you can't get what you want if you don't communicate it. So we need this important organization to be functioning fully. So here's my question. Where are the activists? You would think the disability activists, the LGBTQ activists, the black activists, Hispanic activists, truthfully, patriot activists, um, all of you from every community that you're in, all of y'all need to be at city council at the next meeting to be able to tell city council and the mayor's office, because you know, they have a person from the mayor's office. They also have a person from utilities that's its own set of thoughts with these sky-high prices right now. But come into that setting and tell them why it's important to have more than three minutes to talk about things that are important to you. This is how you engage in your function as we the people. This is how you are able to cooperate and, you know, get your thoughts known to city government. This is how you show the power that you have. And don't believe anyone who says your vote doesn't make a difference. Don't believe anyone who says your voice doesn't make a difference. You are important, but you have to come into these spaces where the business is done at these tables. And you need to pull yourself up a chair and sit down. And you need to participate. So this is anybody. You know what? If you haven't been an activist up till now and you have mom issues or you have kid issues or you have, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? We have all sorts of things we think should be better in this city. This is your opportunity to come and say, hey, I want a setting where somebody can address the subject that is important to me. If this moves forward the way I would like it to move forward. The Human Relations Commission will meet with somebody about their subjects once to twice a month. Yes, and there will be these opportunities beyond three minutes in front of council for you to be able to tell people what you want. Isn't that what representative government is? You tell what you want, someone represents you, someone pays attention, and what you want becomes law? I think it is. Anyway, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. So in other things that are happening around town, the Cinco de Mayo 
festival, uh, fiesta, let me use the right word, the fiesta and the car show yesterday at Harrison High School was absolutely terrific. There was a stage with entertainment all day. We had some officials come by and, you know, just welcome the people. We had all sorts of food available from many cultures. And I'm going to tell you this. I just want to give every type of shout out to El Cinco de Mayo Incorporated, the group, Carmen Abeda. Um, Becky Martinez, Gaspar Martinez, Kelly Rodriguez, and the rest of you that are on that committee, you guys did a fantastic job. It was big. It was well attended. The car show had 139 cars. I have no idea how you fit it all in the space that you were in, but there was plenty of room for walking, talking, taking pictures with cars. There were all types of indigenous dancers. There were all sorts of cultural interface. Literally, the day flew by. We were there from 9 in the morning till almost 5 o'clock, and it just went by like that. So many great conversations, so many people to talk to. Y'all have done it again. And raised money for scholarships for deserving students. I love this. I love it. I love it. And and to have an organization that does this in a way that really, truly embodies everybody welcome. I saw everybody. I saw old, young, black, white, Latino, Latinx, Hispanic, whatever name is going to come up with that next week because, you know, media changes us all the time. I saw every type of person. I saw people smiling. I saw no issues. This is what common unity looks like. Congratulations to the Cinco de Mayo Incorporated Committee. You have done it again. I can't wait to your banquet on Saturday at the Antlers Hotel. If you guys haven't grabbed a ticket out there, I highly suggest you grab one. Hurry, you know, you know they may sell out. You, they may sell out. But I just love seeing a community that knows how to be one, that knows how to be inclusive, and absolutely does a terrific job. So it was really great to be able to see that and to participate and to have a good time with it. I hope that we have more and more of that in this community and community-led. Yeah, I'm going to go off on a tangent for about a minute. We need more community-based solutions to inclusion and less government-supposed solutions to inclusion. And the reason we need citizens to do it more is because we're just plain better at it. When I go to these political meetings and these people are having a doggone argument about inclusion, I just think it's the silliest thing I've ever seen in my life. When I go to a festival where people are smiling Vendors are happy, audience is happy, even the kids are happy, and people can bring their pets? Come on. That's the win. The community is better at doing this, and this is why government needs less power and the community that supports with its tax dollars needs more power. So, yeah, I'm going to say it. Power to the people, y'all. We can take another break. 
We're going to pay some bills here at the slide. We're going to listen to some music and probably just round out with a couple of other headlines that we've seen rounded about town that you might be interested in. Again, this is Rachel's Roundtable. I'm your host, Rachel Stovall. We are here at Family Flavors, the Slide World Broadcasting Network, and we're going to slide into a commercial break.
the place where we usually have community conversations. The conversation today is between me and you. I'm telling you about some of the things that are happening around town. Your favorite community advocate, always advocating for health and wellness right here in the Pikes Peak region. We're going to slide into some of the upcoming events that you need to save the date about. All right. Let me hit y'all up with some of these things that you need to save the dates about. For those of you who love business networking, in the black is back. 
We're going to be at Club Tilt on Wednesday, May 11th. And we're going to be there from 6 to 8 p.m. This is business after hours. Bring your brochures, bring your business cards, bring your flyers, bring your posters, bring a smile, and bring an appetite. Club Tilt has the best food out of Patty's Kitchen. Again, that's in the black at Club Tilt on Astrazon. Wednesday, May 11th from 6 to 8 p.m. All right, let me tell you about the next one. Family Fly Flavors of Slide will be in the house at In the Black. We're also going to be at Sunday at the Stadium, May 15th from 12 to 4. We're going to be at the Rocky Mountain Vibes Baseball Station. Whoa, that was a mouthful. <laughs> 4385 Tup Boulevard. The admission is free. Free for free, free, free. That's right. Bring those kiddos. You know, um, I don't know if you can bring pets, but you know, you, you might be able to. There's going to be live music, games, food trucks, vendor booths, and resources for teens. I'm telling you with all of the kind of teen angst after COVID, some of the things going on in the schools, you want to know what can make the life of your teenager better. So for more information um, to pre-register to win prizes, you can follow the link forgeevolution.org. G. And if you have questions, you can call 719-475-7816. Family Flavors of Slide is going to bring the party. Every type of music you can imagine is going to be spun by DJ Lack. And you can visit us in our booth at the event. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday at the stadium. All right, I've got another one to tell you guys about. The Citizen Soldier Connection is throwing the best date night in town on May 20th, 2022. Yes. 6 to 10 p.m. 4199 South Club Drive, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80906. Okay, let me let me break this down for you the right way. Child Esther Broadmore. Get your gown out. Some of you ladies, you've been like, where can I, where can I wear this fancy dress? I'm telling you where. You can go to the Citizen Soldier Connection 13th Annual Gala at the Broadmoor. Get your sparkle. Get your bling. Get ready. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be blinging. I'm going to bring it all. Family Flavors is coming too. We're going to tell people about how great it is to support our veterans and we're gonna be dressed to the nines at the Broadmoor. yes hunting we doing that we're doing all of that and we will see you there we will see you there looking forward to seeing you there let me see <clears throat> what else should i tell the people about that folks are doing going and all the rest of that Oh, let me remind you again about the Cinco de Mayo Banquet that is at the Antlers Hotel 
on Saturday. May is a fantastic month for events. No reason to stay in the house. It's getting warm out there. You can get out there and enjoy our common unity in this community. In other things that have happened locally, congratulations to new chief, Adrian Vasquez. Adrian, communities of color are counting on you to bring the needed changes to policing in Colorado Springs. We're glad you made it. Glad to see you in the position. And we'll be knocking on the door to let you know what's happening out here in these streets. Congratulations. The Black Chamber <coughs> did a recent event, um, their relaunch on April 25th. I just want to encourage you to stay connected with what COS Black Chamber is doing. So I'm going to grab their, their next event here off the phone and just kind of tell you about come on now ah there we are good 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 okay I'm looking I'm looking come on y'all what y'all doing help Me and this phone. Darn it. Suffice it to say, hold on. Girl, me and me and this Android guys, me and this Oh, here we go. Getting information at for the COS Black Chamber of Commerce. You can email info at cosblackchamber.com. I thought I would see something that would be like, ah, okay, I've hit an events button. No. The most recent one is the business mixer. I don't know what they're doing next, but you can email next. I know that they do help us with In the Black. They're one of the sponsors, so you definitely can see them. Also, there is a... Um, Colorado Springs Black Chamber of Commerce, a members-only group. So I would encourage you to get your membership. All right. So um, <laughs> I'm going to change to a different subject because I am stuck in some complete awkwardness right now. Don't laugh. <laughs> It's too late. I see you laughing. What is Miss Rachel doing? You're like, she don't know. Miss Rachel and the Android. Oh, this is the one I wanted to tell you about. There is a Mother's Day dinner with the men of influence. And it is this Saturday, May 7th. Doors open, 1 p.m., dinner served. Free dinner, good music, live entertainment. That's being brought to you by DeAndre and Jennifer Smith. These are the folks who bring you Juneteenth. So I think that 
Uh, oh my God, <laughs> Tony Exum Jr. is a special musical guest for free. What? Okay, save the date, y'all. Saturday, May seventh. Mother's Day dinner with the men of influence. Of influence. Saturday, May seventh, twenty twenty-two. Celebrating mothers, introducing the women of impact at Story Church, twenty-five twenty Airport Road. 80910. The easy way to remember this is at the corner of airport and circle. All right, that's the last one for these things that are happening around town. We're going to go ahead and kind of jump out today. We're done. We're done. We're done. God help me. So, um, I've been talking to Pinnacle, which is a specialized primary care physician's office that, are you ready? You don't even have to have insurance. A great resource in the community. We'll be talking with them soon so you can know what to do because I don't, I don't know about you, but I've noticed out here in these streets, people are having a hard time getting a doctor's appointment. Here's a solution to the problem for basically what costs you a cup of coffee during the day. So you can kick Starbucks to the curb, get yourself a doctor online for whatever's happening with you and not pay a million bucks. Yeah, it's gonna be an amazing show and I'm looking forward to having them on. Also, some future shows. National um, Alliance of Mental Illness, they're going to be on and tell us about all of their new free, yes y'all, free services because COVID has affected so many of us in so many ways. We just need to get past those stigmas and get the resources that are out there. All right, the time has come to jump off. We're going to probably hit a commercial break, maybe hit some music, and I will see you on Monday at 10.30 next week. Rachel's Roundtable right here at Family Flavors, The Slide. Let's slide into some health and wellness. Standing on the wall 
Get down on it. Get down on it. Get down on it. Get down on it. 